you pursuing a natural lifestyle for yourself and your family? Are you concerned about the standard American diet and options available for healthcare? Are you curious about herbs for health or already practice home herbalism? You've come to the right place. My mom, Naomi Kilbrick, is a Christian clinical herbalist and owner of Lower Chi Wellness. She teaches simple ways to live in a more healthy way and to work with plants to promote and restore health. Welcome to the Family Herbalism Podcast. Welcome back. Today I have a really exciting episode to share with you about a topic that I am very passionate about and I feel is really important to share with you as we're beginning to dig into some deeper issues and talking about family health. And to start off, I just had the perfect little story to share with you. It actually worked out. uh, The timing was perfect because I had already been planning on this topic And then a client messaged me and shared with me this story and it just, it was perfect timing and I asked her if I could share it with you and she said yes. So she attended an herb walk with me a few days ago and in that herb walk we talked about plantain and how it's a very common weed that can be used to heal superficial wounds and it's a great one to teach kids because it's easy to identify. The following day, her three-year-old child fell outside and scraped her knee and so she told her child how to find this plant and how to chew it up and apply it to her knee so that she would heal and she did and the next day the same three-year-old fell outside again and scraped up the other knee and instead of asking her mom for help she actually went and looked for plantain and chewed it up and applied it to her knee all on her own. And this story is really powerful because as we teach children how to heal themselves, we're not only teaching them how to heal, but we're also teaching the next generation as a whole how to rely on their own power and the power of nature to heal themselves. So just stop to think for a second how powerful that actually is. Imagine a whole generation of kids, a growing number of people, recognizing that they actually have the power to rely on their own wisdom and their own understanding to heal themselves with simple things rather than having to rely on others. This podcast today is actually a call to action. In my first podcast, I spoke about the power of herbs and how they're the medicine of the people, and that by teaching the next generation how to care for themselves, we're returning health to where it belongs. Would you believe that even a hundred years ago, this is not a joke, when a doctor believed that their patient had cancer, they wouldn't tell them. Instead, they focused on palliative care and let nature take its course, whether they healed or not. They believed that the patient, the individual who was actually in question, did not really want to know if they were going to die. And so they would refrain from sharing with them important information that that person may have wanted to actually know. And they took that information into their own hands. Today, in this day and age, we're learning how to take our health back into our own hands. I believe it is essential that in order for our world to become a healthier place, we have to start with our own families. 
We have to teach our kids to accept responsibility for their own decision-making. We have to teach them how to ask questions, how to ask for help, and to hire others or fire them as needed, and above all, to understand that their health begins inside of themselves and does not rely on other people. But how do we do this? Well, as parents, we have goals and visions for our kids. I'm assuming that this is the same for you. If you have children, I know that this is true for me. I want my kids to do well in school. I want them, if they're interested in sports, to train well in sports. If they're not interested in sports, I want them to still have ways to express themselves physically and be in good physical health. I want my kids to learn how to do housework and cook for themselves. I want them to create, be able to create a budget and hold a job, to have healthy friendships and a lasting marriage. But what about health? This is not often added to that list of common goals that parents are expected to have for their kids. But we do hope that our children will be healthy, right? But how do we do that? What do we do about it? As a mother, my family's health is very important to me. And I believe that your children's health is important to you too. But I also recognize that my kids won't be with me forever. I won't always be there to fix their boo-boos and give them tinctures when they have a fever. It's my job to teach them to take care of themselves. And not only does that include teaching them how to balance a budget or what to do when they're having a disagreement with a friend, but that also includes their health. And not only that, but the foundation that I am laying with my kids today is good not just for their future, but it's also good for today. The health that they have currently will impact the health that they have in the future, even if they change their health practices later on down the road. Because of this, good health is one of my greatest missions for my family. And someone might think that that's just because health is important to me and it's one of my passions. But even if I wasn't an herbalist, even if health was not really high on my priority list as just an area of interest, it would still be one of my greatest missions because I want my children to be healthy now and I also want them to know how to be healthy in the future. Good health begins with ourselves, and then it extends to those in our circle, including our family. We begin by working on our own health and then leading by example. When other people see you taking care of yourself, it inspires them to greatness, far more than if we simply gave them advice we weren't even following ourselves. And how many times have we heard that, that our children will copy what we do, not what we say? So this, making good health your family mission, begins with leading them by example through what you are doing. We lead by example and we involve them in what we do. So I would like to share with you some ideas on how you can make good health a family mission for you and your loved ones. Whether you have children at home or simply have people in your circle you would love to encourage to follow healthier practices, these are things I practice in my home and I believe that they will help you too. 
The first one, as I just sort of hinted at, is to take care of yourself. Set goals for how you would like to see your own health change. And this is key. Keep your commitments to yourself. Recognize that you are just as important and the commitments that you make to yourself are crucial and also your kids are watching. Do you keep your commitments to yourself or do you not? And most importantly for your family, do all of this within eyesight or earshot of your loved ones. Do your exercises with the door open. Make your food while they're watching. Share what you're learning in a class or podcast. Pray in the living room as they're waking up for the day. And smile. Have fun with the work that you're doing. Make it part of your routine and make it something enjoyable for yourself and for your loved ones. Secondly, invite them along. So once you've established your own health routines, invite your loved ones to participate This might look like inviting a friend for a walk, teaching your toddler a new stretch, asking your child for help in the kitchen, or challenging your stubborn teenager to a push-up competition. Go for a wild foraging walk with your partner, cook together, exercise together, make herbal remedies together, take a first aid class together. Look for ways to not only show your family what it looks like to enjoy health, but welcome them into it as well. And if you're homeschooling, you can easily count this work as a health class. My oldest is going into high school this year, and so I'm learning how important documentation is for all of the things that we do because we already do so many things that count as credit towards school that we just don't document. So if you're homeschooling, Make sure that you're writing down the things that you guys are doing together so that you can count this as part of your curriculum. I would also like to point out that if you are not healthy right now, if you're not healthy as you begin this journey to leading your family into healthy practices, it's still important for them to see you fight for yourself. Your kids are going to go through struggles as they grow up and they may not be related to health. It might be something else. But if they have someone to witness fighting for themselves, they will have an example to follow. A challenge is a challenge. If they see you fighting for something, they're going to know how to fight for it themselves. The third thing, so after you have established your own routine and you have invited them along, is to start talking. Conversation is so important to growth. In our home... Having open communication is really prioritized. My husband and I actually have very few conversations behind closed doors. We encourage questions, we value our kids' opinions, and we also explain why we are doing things instead of just saying, because. We enjoy and appreciate walking them through our thought processes because it gives them tools to work with as they go through their own problem solving our health, as well as other challenges in life. We talk about common illnesses and what we have for resources to handle them. How many times have your kids come to you and said, what if we get sick with this? Or I know so-and-so who came down with this illness. What am I going to do? Or what if that happens to me? If you can show them, look, this is what we're doing to remain healthy 
These are the steps we're taking to make health a priority in our lives. And this is how we would handle it if that were to happen to us. Showing them that step-by-step plan or even showing them the things you already have in your pantry or already have laid out will encourage them and help them not to be afraid, but to continue working toward maintaining that health as part of their regular routine. And this applies to friends as well as uh, older family members. And so it's not just your kids. Conversations can be a great source of healing and motivation. So I have a couple ideas for you if you have younger kids, and then I have some ideas for you if you have older kids. So let's talk about the younger kids first. I'm really thinking about the two to eight-year-old age range. Younger than two, your kids may participate in this sort of thing a little bit, uh, but during the two to eight-year-old range is really when this sort of thought process is happening. This is when kids are really focusing on imaginary play. Play, we know, is how kids learn. So it's a wonderful tool if you're trying to lead young children into understanding how to take care of themselves. So I know that when I was younger, I had a doctor's kit, and probably most kids at one point or another end up with doctor kits. They're a lot of fun to play with. You can pretend with them you know, someone's sick or someone broke their leg or whatever. And this is actually a really great way of promoting familiarity with health because it is teaching kids um, about basic important health concepts. It's helping them to understand how you would respond to emergency situations. It's teaching them that they can do something about it And really, you can incorporate a lot of different lessons into this idea. The other thing is, is some people like to really work with realistic tools. So you can go onto Amazon or eBay and purchase cheap tools that would make this play even more realistic. So you could purchase a stethoscope, which we have on hand. And my kids have really enjoyed listening to each other's heartbeats with a stethoscope. You can get a blood pressure cuff, a reflex hammer, or if you're really excited, you can get urinary test strips that are really cheap and they offer interesting information to explore, especially for older kids. Um, Another idea is to strew activities for kids. So strewing, if you look up strewing on Pinterest uh, or Instagram, There are all sorts of resources and inspiring homeschool pages that talk about this. But essentially what it is, is you set up activities throughout your house that inspire curiosity. So you might, uh, I've seen things about, you know, setting out magnifying glasses near, you know, a little container that has a cricket in it or setting up a little art station with some booklets that you've put together and some stencils. You know, there are all kinds of really creative ideas out out there, but as far as health is concerned, you can easily apply that to homeschooling by leaving out anatomy or herbal coloring books or using the magnifying glass and including plant samples that you found in the yard. Or you can make or buy little nature journals that you can take them outside with the kids and draw wildflowers 
or you can purchase flashcards that feature plants. There are many available. There are multiple games featuring herbal medicine. I spoke about that in my podcast on how to turn your backyard into your medicine cabinet. There are also some great storybooks for kids uh, around health issues, things like, you know, going to the doctor or, you know, what happens when so-and-so got the chicken pox. Uh, There's a new series that I actually, I just ordered the first one. It's called Sam the Junior Herbalist by Angela Rahim. And so you can find that on Amazon. And really, overall, what you're doing is you're exposing kids at this age to new ideas and you're talking positively about self-care so that they feel empowered. You don't have to go into much depth. You're just exposing them to things and promoting that curiosity that's already there so that they see that they can do something. So like the three-year-old, the three-year-old child of the woman who came to my uh, herb walk showing her child how to use plantain. That's one plant and she can teach her child how to use that when she scrapes her knee or when she gets a bug bite or, you know, anything else that's a minor, um, a minor wound. That's one plant. And so you can begin with very simple ideas and just Uh, you know, expose your young kids to these ideas to encourage them and show them how exciting it is to be able to do something about their boo-boos and their, um, you know, little sicknesses. But older kids are a little bit different. Older kids need more of a challenge. They often have bigger questions. They may have been gathering information from other sources, and so they might have some conflicting opinions even with you. And so this age, great, this age group that I'm looking at now is between 9 and 18-ish, depending on the child and their personality and their readiness for information. These kids have gone from being in their imaginary learning stage to being ready for bigger ideas. They're ready for more problem solving, and they will probably have more emotions tied up in health issues. Like I said, they'll be gathering ideas and opinions from other people And they will also be influenced by people outside of your circle, kids and adults alike. It will be important to continue encouraging them to ask questions and find things out. So for example, if they hear about how dangerous a certain virus is, or they're told that antibiotics are the only answer to a certain infection, ask them what they think. Challenge them to think through these issues and how to research the information for themselves. This is the time when it's important to begin teaching them reasoning and risk evaluation skills so they can know and practice making informed decisions in a safe environment where it's safe to make mistakes, it's safe to experiment, it's safe to learn. Encourage them. Here's another one. Encourage them to set personal goals for physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Talk to them about foundational principles of health and support them in making these into habits and into goals that they can work toward. Things like movement, time outside, proper nutrition, quality sleep, emotional and spiritual health, and meaningful connection with others. If you're starting late with them and they're resistant to your efforts, don't lose discour- you know, don't be discouraged. Offer them a challenge. 
some kids, when they're older, they do appreciate challenges and it takes the focus off of mom's telling me to do something and turning it into something that they might be more receptive to. So when they're sick or they have a minor wound, offer them two or three options for healing instead of telling them, them like, oh, well, I learned this new way of doing things and this is, this is what we're going to do now. Talk about what you're learning as, as a journey, as a process. Say, this is what I used to do. This is what I'm learning about now. What do you think? Talk through the pros and cons and help them to decide how to handle the situation if you feel they are old enough and mature enough to do that. They may, at that point, choose a more familiar path that you've shown them before, and that's okay, but you're still exposing them to new ideas. And if they do try something new and have a positive experience, they're going to remember that. For example, you may have a teen struggling with school and you want to help them break the soda habit because you know that soda is full of sugar and additives and all kinds of things that are definitely big on interfering with brain communication and remembering things. Share with them the exciting news that you've learned that quitting soda can help kids remember things better in school. Just keep it simple. Show them the actual facts. Show them the research that you're learning That also shows them that it's okay to learn and change your opinions and learn and and adapt to new information. But if you challenge them to do that for a week or two and they, they accept it, they can see for themselves what happens when they try something new. That also gives them, if you use a specific time limit, it also gives them a vision for what to expect so they know if nothing's changed in two weeks I can go back to what I was doing before I can drink the soda again you know and your goal might might be for them not to do that but if you give them a challenge that has a specific time period they'll probably cooperate more easily and they may also be more alert for those changes that you're anticipating will happen the important thing is to involve them in the lesson So they aren't just doing what you say, but they're fully involved and see the outcome for themselves. It may take longer, but it will empower them to make many more healthy decisions as they grow older. Teaching your family how to prioritize health is really important. But if you feel overwhelmed, perhaps your partner is not receptive or your kids are already in their teens, start simple. This is how I handle all health recommendations that I make with people, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed uh, or like there's just so much to try, so much to accomplish. Start right at the beginning with your own health and let them see you. Your actions will speak volumes if you are consistent and stay true to your own values for yourself. Even if you don't make it past this step, your loved ones will remember watching you take care of yourself and it will leave a lasting positive impression on them as they find their own way. I can tell you this is true because I remember seeing my mom create and keep healthy habits that have certainly influenced health decisions I have made for myself and my family. So making it even simpler than that, let me leave you with two action steps for this week. One, Create a vision for where you would like to go with your family's values around health. Where are you going? You can make this as simple or as complicated as you want, but take some time to maybe journal about it, 
Talk to your partner about it. Talk to your kids about it. And think about what do you want to see happen around your health for the future? And number two, what can you do this week to start working on your own health? To keep a commitment you have already made or to be consistent with a habit you're trying to create? And how can you do that in a way that your loved ones can witness and remember it? If you need support in this area, I welcome your emails. You can reach me at laureltreewellness at gmail.com and definitely share this podcast if you know someone who could use the encouragement. Thank you for listening and I look forward to talking with you next week. The Family Herbalism Podcast is created for educational purposes only. You are responsible for any and all medical and health decisions you choose to make. If you experience a medical emergency, please contact appropriate medical providers. To receive herbalist support, please visit www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.